the Syracuse basketball program is at a standstill. We're in a dire situation when we watch this team. And today, we're just going to talk about it. I have no true direction for this episode. I'm just going to talk about my thoughts, about thoughts I've been seeing on Twitter, about thoughts I've been hearing in the media regarding Syracuse basketball. We're just going to have a chat today. It's Locked on Syracuse. It's your Thursday. Let's get right after it. Our Locked on Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. I'm Owen Valentine. We got some stuff. We're just going to talk today. As I said, we're just going to have a conversation about the thoughts that surround Syracuse basketball at this point in time in one of the worst single moments in time in Syracuse basketball under Jim Beheim. They've lost four straight by 17 or more. They've allowed almost 15 threes a game on average over the last four games. Jim Beheim looks as deflated as you've ever seen him and sounds exactly like that. It sounds like he doesn't know what can be done at this point in time. And so today we just talk and we share some thoughts. We've had 24 hours to cool down from the immediate thought process following Wednesday or following Tuesday night's game with Georgia Tech, where Syracuse gets embarrassed in the dome. The crowd was sparse to begin with. And by the time that second half started and got underway, it was incredibly sparse in terms of attendance. There's one game left in the regular season. That is on Saturday. They're going to honor the 2003 national champions. They're going to retire GMAC. They're going to retire Hakeem. It's going to be a cool day in terms of that regard, not necessarily in terms of Syracuse basketball and this current team. You've got an ACC tournament game that is quite possibly going to be on Tuesday instead of on Wednesday. Two weeks ago, we talked about it, and Syracuse was almost guaranteed a Wednesday first game. And they are pushing the only reality that could have gotten them bumped to Tuesday very much into play at this point in time. If they lose on Saturday to Wake Forest and Boston College wins a basketball game against Georgia Tech, BC's been decent as of late. Georgia Tech also been decent as of late. Syracuse in that game. If Syracuse loses and BC wins, Syracuse plays a Tuesday ACC tournament game. It's not something I thought would happen. It's not something I thought could happen, but that's where we stand. We are at a standstill right now where things are bad and we don't know how bad it truly is. When you look macro, 
is this rock bottom? That was the caption yesterday uh, to start our episode, to title our video, all of that. And yesterday it felt like rock bottom. Is it truly rock bottom? I think in terms of the fandom, I think in terms of Syracuse basketball right now and what we know Syracuse basketball to have been in the last half century under Jim Beheim, I genuinely do think that you can argue this is rock bottom. The state of the program, back-to-back seasons where you were a losing record last year and very much on track to finish 16 and 15 this year. And if you lose your first basketball game in the ACC tournament, a 16 and 16 record to finish out this season. It's two straight years of 500 or worse basketball if that happened. You've got a four-game stretch where Syracuse has been absolutely demolished game after game after game after game. This is, very realistically, rock bottom in terms of the Jim Beheim era. And I don't think I'm exaggerating. I don't think I am being impulsive in saying that, right? We are over 24 hours removed from that game. And these are more rational thoughts. These are more uh, settled down thoughts, thought out processes within the brain. That's where we currently stand. I do think that this right now is rock bottom for Syracuse basketball. Now, can you argue that if Bayheim leaves and they bring in another coach, it could go further down before it gets better? Yes, you can. That is an argument. But right now, my argument is in the Jim Bayheim era of Syracuse basketball. That is where we currently stand. That is the reality. That is what we are looking at in terms of Central New York, the 315, and Syracuse basketball. That is what this current situation looks to be. There are conversations that are happening, very in-depth conversations that are happening. And for the first time, you're starting to see it sound more and more warranted based on what you are seeing on the court. Brent Axe talked about this yesterday, and I think he he does a really good job laying this portion out in terms of the micro versus the macro. And we have surpassed this being a micro issue and surpassed this being a every few games issue. And this is turning into a macro thing where you're looking at the success of the two, three over the last two seasons, where you're looking at the success of recruiting over the last five, 10 years, when you're looking at where this program was when it joined the ACC versus a decade later, where it is now. You are surpassing these micro conversations and it is turning into a big picture look and a macro conversation that is happening and is by all means warranted at this point in time. Syracuse fans have a right to be frustrated. They have a right to want more. And they have a right to be up in arms with the way that this program is currently looking and the outlook as they move forward. I mean, no disrespect to Patterson coming here. 
I think, right, I, I talked about it. There's one thing you really can't teach, and it is height. And you can build from there. But you're only recruiting a class of 23. Is a no-star guy. That is where you're looking right now. And you bring in a great recruit in Judah Mintz. And you bring in the biggest and greatest and best recruiting class, in quotes, of Jim Bayheim's half century at the helm. And it's not the difference. And it leads to conversations that are happening. And that is what we look at right now. The very realistic outcome that this could possibly be the end of Jim Beheim at Syracuse. Right? There were rumblings to start the year. And maybe even to start two seasons ago when Jimmy and Buddy were there for their last season. That it was time for him to go. And maybe when the two kids are out, that's where you go. And that's the time to go. And now here we are, a year later, after this conversation has become more and more commonplace over the last 700 days, two years, and a conversation that had already been rumbling prior to that. And now here we are, after two years of frustration and two years of disappointment, and a future that immediately, I'm not sure how bright it looks. Those are questions that get answered in the offseason in terms of transfers, in terms of can you get a late season recruit, a late in the cycle recruit? Can you bring guys in and can you save guys that are going to be pieces that can help you moving forward? This is a situation that is very much worthy of scrutiny and critique, and the conversations that are being had. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back in a second, continue this chat, continue the the brain dump of my current thoughts on all of these ongoing situations within Syracuse basketball. But until then, let's talk with our friends at FanDuel. We're past the midway point of the NBA season, and it's the perfect time, as it always is, to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book because new customers get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it is secure, and it is super easy to use. Oof, did not know how to talk there for a second. Super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. I gave you, for what I think could possibly be the first time in my career with Lockdown Syracuse, a winning bet yesterday. I gave you the Knicks minus seven, and they covered by 25 more points than that. That was me. I finally did it. So now, can we catch a hot streak? Let's look at today's NBA street or NBA slate. Ooh, 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 ooh. We got a battle of Warriors and Clippers with the Warriors at home. Clippers are favored by four. Oh, yeah. I like it. Let's go with the Clippers minus four in that one. See if we can kill a hot streak. Keep it going. Get back to back wins for the first time ever in my tenure. I'm going to use that phrase very, very generously at Lockdown Syracuse. Plus, with FanDuel, even it'll let you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Maybe you mess around, throw a couple point scores in there, a rebound, a block, a couple assists. Who knows? 
have a good amount of fun, or even throw in the two by three, two three pointers scored in the first three minutes. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go fanduel.com slash locked on, that is fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It's an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, let's continue this conversation. Let's continue. I don't know. I can't even call it a rant because I think I'm beyond the frustration point and I'm just sort of at the venting and and trying to gather my thought process around the situation where things fall right now. I'm going to talk about it and I think it will be talked about for a decent amount of time in terms of Jim Beheim's approach to the press conference after the Wake Forest game. We have gotten a series of all-time grumpy Jim Beheim moments this season in press conferences. Talking about reporters' attitudes. Walking off based on a reporter question. The normal grumpiness, I don't want to answer that, let's move on, whatever it might be. We have gotten a series of those moments this season. This wasn't one of them. Jim came in and... I I think the magic word here genuinely is humbled. And he came in without that. I'm doing what I think is right and what I know is right. And I don't really want to hear the critique and the other options. And he came in and he just sort of had this very, it was eerily calm. Answering questions, did a lot of listening. I think he even gave thoughtful responses to questions that he might have brushed off moving forward or in the past. Taking ownership for the defense and the struggles and the things that are ongoing. And going from there, it was weird. It didn't quite feel normal. Which adds to this conversation of, is this the end? Does he realize that maybe this is time? Is that the reality that is starting to set in in Jim Beheim? Because I know that is the reality that is starting to sit in and set in for a number of people in the Syracuse fan base, in the college basketball landscape. This is the conversation that is happening, and it is ongoing, and it is pressing, and more so than ever before, it does have the vibe and the sense that it could truly be the end, right? There's never been that true feeling, right? The fans have had it. The fans have talked about it. Shows have talked about it. Um, College basketball fans have talked about it, especially when your Jay Wrights, your Roy Williams, your Mike Krzyzewskis have retired and moved on. And Jim stays. And Jim is the lone wolf, almost. You got some other names that you could throw in there. But Jim is the lone wolf right now in terms of that age and that point in college basketball. And the rest of that wolf pack has moved on. And so the conversation has always been there. But now it feels like there is that sense that it could be correct. And that is where things sort of fall. And there is a very reality or a very real, you know, situation where Saturday's game could be it. And that's where you get the news. I don't know if it'll happen. 
I'm not going to say I think it'll happen, but that is sort of the vibe and the feeling that is starting to develop around this situation right now. And I talked about this in yesterday's episode. I will talk about it today. It is never fun and it is never pleasant and it's saddening and frustrating to be in a position where a conversation about someone's job is so ongoing and so pressing. And it almost feels bad, you know, human to human. You know, Jim Beheim is a guy that I grew up watching, right? I got his signature right here. I, it's, it was, you know, meeting him for the first time, talking to him for the first time in different meet and greets, uh, going to games when I was young, going to practices when I was young. Uh, all of these interactions, right? This is a guy you idolize and a guy that you, you know, have looked up to. And regardless of, you know, does he have those cranky moments? A guy that, you know, surrounds himself and is dedicated a life and a career to Syracuse and Syracuse basketball, right? As a guy born and raised in central New York, it is cool to see that longevity and someone who cares so much about Syracuse because it does get written off and it gets thrown in the dumpster or whatever you want to say. To see someone care that much and be that important for so long, it's a big deal. And to now be in a situation where this conversation continues to happen and it feels like that is, it might be the time. And you might think that it is time and he needs to go and he needs to make change and Syracuse needs to make change. But it is the end of an era that has meant so much to so many people when this moment happens, whether it's on Saturday, whether it's after the ACC tournament, whether it's in the offseason, whether it's five years from now. It is always odd to break down the moment that is the end of something that has endured for so long. Right? Perspective. The United States of America was established in 1776. We're 250 years past the establishment of the U.S. of A. And Jim Beheim has been the head coach at Syracuse University for 20% of the existence of the country of the United States of America. There are nations that have not existed for as long as Jim Beheim has been the coach. And to see that era come to an end, regardless of your ongoing opinions about him and your ongoing opinions and thoughts on his ability to win games and his ability to coach and his ability to make change and his ability to recruit. I don't think there are many fans that are going to say, thank God in terms of everything that it's over in that whole regard. Maybe the recency portion, the it's time to go, I'm glad he came to that, and it was time. But I don't think there's a soul who is not here to recognize what happened before it was there 
for time. And that time came around. And that is, you know, another factor within this conversation and why it is so tough and why it is it is harsh and frustrating. And it's it's not conversations that, you know, I think as someone who is hosting a show or someone in media or someone wherever, they're not easy conversations to have. And it never feels good to say someone has to go and someone needs to be fired from their job and someone needs to step down, especially someone who has worked their entire life to build what was there, albeit it is crumbling at this point in time. It is hard. It is difficult. It's frustrating. I don't have a ton more to add today. I just sort of wanted to throw some thoughts out there, throw some ideas out there, some conversations that are happening, add a little bit of perspective, add a little bit of depth, whatever you want, and just start posing some questions, posing some questions and some thoughts on this situation with regards to Jim Beheim and regards to Syracuse basketball. Little lay of the land. Tomorrow we preview this Wake Forest game on Saturday in some capacity. It might be an episode that ends up just chatting about 2003, about how cool it's going to be to see the list of what looks like the majority of that basketball team will be in the house on Saturday. Really, really cool uh, to see that. So we'll chat a bit with that tomorrow. Take the weekend off, right? We'll watch some basketball. We'll see what happens on Saturday. We will see the ACC tournament bracket solidify. Monday, we break down the regular season. Tuesday, there's a chance we preview Syracuse's first game in the ACC tournament. There's a chance that episode is until Wednesday. Maybe. And this was something that we said when he left a month ago. We have done our first month without Bones in the post-Bones era. Matt Bones said he'd come back pre-ACC tournament. Let's bring him back. I got to talk to him. We'll see when we can get him on. We'll get that chat from Bones as we preview the ACC tournament early next week. And then we do ACC tournament coverage as long as Syracuse is playing in it. If it's a day, it's a day. If it's two days, it's two days. If it's a Cinderella miracle run, we cover the duration of the Cinderella miracle run. I don't think it could possibly happen. Jim Beheim said he doesn't think it could possibly happen. But imagine the chaos of Syracuse making an ACC tournament run after the last two weeks and the frustrations and the disappointments and all of the conversations that have been having. It would be pure chaos. And we'll throw another Batman quote out there. Some people just want to watch the world burn. And that would be a Syracuse basketball ACC tournament run. It'd be funny. It would be fun. I'm here for it. Maybe. Wouldn't it be ironic, too, if one of the worst basketball teams that Syracuse has had since joining the ACC is the first to make an ACC tournament semifinal. It'd be fun. That would be a good time. I'm here for it if they want it to happen. Who knows? Uh, that'll do it for today. 
we will go from here. If you're looking for more in terms of coverage today, thanks for making Locked On Syracuse your listen number one. Listen number two, check out Locked On College Basketball. Isaac Shade, Andy Patton, they'll bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I love seeing the comments uh, on YouTube. I appreciate them. The comments on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. Always appreciated. Thank you always for listening. Uh, it means a lot. It's really fun to be able to come on here and, and have a conversation, even if it is just me talking to a screen right now, hearing the comments, seeing the comments, seeing the tweets, uh, DMs, messages on Facebook, whatever it might be, the different ways that you all find me and reach out to me. Uh, it feels way more genuine than me talking to a camera and me talking to a screen. So your comments, your conversations, your chatter, wherever it comes from, goes a long way and means a ton. Thank you so much for interacting. If you're with us on YouTube, please subscribe, turn the notification bell on. You can figure out exactly when I post. Today's episode is a little bit delayed. So if I'm ever a little bit delayed, you'll get that notification the second the episode comes up. Um, but other than that, that is all I have for you today. We'll chat tomorrow. Maybe we'll spin zone. We'll talk positive because we do have national champions coming to the Dome on Saturday. We'll have some fun with it. I'm going to be there. I think I'm rolling up with like 20 different people. Uh, it should be fun, even though things are not fun in terms of Syracuse basketball. I will catch you tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Owen Valentine. Until then, have a good one.